Welcome to Lean In to Learn. I'm host Carrie Mealy Holmes, and thanks for joining me today. Lean In to Learn is a series focused on insightful approaches and forward thinking perspectives related to continuous learning. The program is a workplace education Manitoba project funded by the Government of Canada and the Manitoba government. I and various carefully curated topic matter experts will introduce you to a vast array of tools, resources, and personal journeys that will educate and empower you to deliver real-world training and tactical solutions in your workplace, as well as build individual skills for success. So, settle in and open up your hearts and minds as we lean in to learn. Hello and welcome to Lean In to Learn. I'm your host, Carrie Mealy Holmes. Throughout this season of Lean In to Learn, we have introduced the skills for success as outlined by the Government of Canada, and we have had many great conversations by industry experts. Today on Lean In to Learn, we will recap those skills and consider how to move forward with continuous learning. We have all witnessed the power of digital tech and the rapid rate of change as it relates to digital technology. It makes sense that we keep up on this skill because digital tech is all around us. In the Skills for Success framework, digital skills are defined as your ability to use digital technology and tools to find, manage, apply, create, and share information and content. For example, we use this skill to create spreadsheets, safely use social media, and securely make probably a few too many online purchases. This is one skill that seems to be lacking for some people as they enter or re-enter the workforce. Get curious about technology. It's never too late to boost your digital tech skills. And if you're like me, your two or three-year-old self still stuck inside of you is saying, but why? Well, because digital technology has changed the way you find and share information, solve problems and communicate with others. Most jobs now use digital skills and you need them when you apply other skills such as reading, writing and numeracy. Digital skills help you keep up with changing demands in the modern workplace and in your daily life. And speaking of change, well, many people cringe or even feel sick to their stomach at the thought of change. But what if we started calling change learning? It sounds a lot cooler, right? <laughs> and now what if we took it one step further and considered change and learning as dun, da, 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 adaptability? Now let's consider the speed at which technology is changing. It requires a pretty big helping of adaptability to navigate this ever evolving landscape. I mean, who would have thought we would be typing on glass to call home? No one, right? Except maybe some of those sci-fi authors. Now, adaptability is shining majorly, not only in our everyday lives at home, in our volunteer capacities, but definitely in the workplace. And as a workplace trainer, I have the privilege of being welcomed, I wonder sometimes, just kidding, into many workplaces in a variety of industries and meet a vast array of people people who care about their work and how they can improve their workplaces. This is true of every role I've seen from frontline workers to managers and executives. Major changes in society are affecting the way that we work, live and learn and it requires us to constantly adapt to change. 
Strong adaptability skills will help us deal effectively with change and to learn new skills and behaviors when needed. This will help us stay focused on our responsibilities and goals and really not give up when situations are difficult. They will help us to stay positive and manage the stress that can come from change in the workplace, community, and your life at home. Adaptability promotes positivity, and that doesn't mean that we don't ever look at what could go wrong. In fact, understanding that things can and do go wrong gives us the opportunity to consider possibilities, which lends to flexing our adaptability muscles. Now, have you ever tried to play a tuba with a broken collarbone? Yeah, uh, I haven't either, but <laughs> I do think of my son Wyatt. He's a bit of a risk taker, and I suppose that comes with the territory of adaptability. He's had a couple of what I would call opportunities to showcase this. I'll fast forward through his homemade gymnastics during the pandemic story that landed him with a broken wrist. Well, I think the problem was that he didn't land it properly. And instead, I'll bring us to this past winter. He was trying a trick on his snowboard, and let's say that after his miss of a landing, one shoulder didn't quite look the same. The ski patrol suggested that he seek emergency medical attention for a quote-unquote potential broken collarbone. Now, I personally heaved a bit when I saw that this was most clearly a break. This guy is a snowboarder and also an excellent tuba player, and the following week was music festival, and I thought, how in the world is he going to handle this? Of course, in true Y guy fashion, he said, don't worry, I'll figure it out. And he did. He called on his tuba bandmate to help hoist the instrument up and found a way to play with his opposite hand and nailed his tuba duet. Instead of I can't and excuses, he finds ways to adapt and adapt and adapt again. I really, really admire this trait. Now, in case you aren't playing tuba for a living, think of it this way. Adaptability in the workplace looks and smells like contingency plans, healthy doses of optimism in the face of adversity, and looking for what possible. I love possibility thinking, and especially as an idea generator, I'm always working on those contingency plans. It allows us to get creative and maybe even innovative. See what I did there? Creativity and innovation is one of the new skills for success. It's defined this way. Your ability to imagine, develop, express, encourage, and apply ideas in ways that are novel, unexpected, or even challenge existing methods and norms. Sometimes I hear, but this is the way we've always done it. Doesn't sound like those norms are being challenged. For example, we use the skill to discover better ways of doing things, develop new products, and even deliver services in a new way. So why is this skill so important? The Skills for Success website says that creativity and innovation skills help us come up with new, unique, or outside-of-the-box ideas or help us to approach something differently than in the past, both at work and outside of work. What I call a curious mindset, or Carol Dweck would call a growth mindset, finds inspiration from a broad range of experiences and perspectives that truly helps develop creativity and innovation. Employers are increasingly seeking people who can apply creativity and innovation skills to their work in our increasingly diverse settings and come up with new solutions or approaches to tackling cha challenges and changes. I'm not just talking tech companies. I'm talking about every single job in every organization in every industry. We need to get creative and innovative. And this is what will set us apart from the competition.
We are not living and working in the same times we did even five years ago. With strong creativity and innovation skills, you can also support and inspire others to develop their own creativity and innovation. And I think that's the great thing about working in teams. Creativity and innovation increases as we collaborate and work better together. We can see so many advances because people drew upon this skill for success. We can add a helping of collaboration as we consider the positive power that comes in teams at work. You know, usually these teams are quite diverse and in so many ways, age, gender, skills, knowledge, experience, and even the ways that we learn. And this is bringing us to the immense power of collaboration we can see the benefit to self of increasing our collaboration skills to be able to complete tasks that require multiple skills using the skills and talents of other people through collaboration. Now, a quick way to say that is two heads are better than one. And the benefit to team is an increase in team efficiency and productivity, maybe even creativity. And with all that, the benefit to collaboration, we can see the ability to work well with others can shape our workplaces to see an increase of productivity. Now, what's the best team you've ever been on? I'm lucky, I've been on many, and I'll tell you the tie between them all would be super high trust. We trusted one another in the work that we did. We believed in one another. We could have those hard conversations of disagreement without it moving into dysfunctional conflict. In fact, I would even call some of those conversations functional conflict. It's important to disagree and to maintain the relationship. Now, how do we do that? (laughs) Trust. It's incredibly important. I've been on teams where integrity is questioned, where there's suspicion, and I'm telling you, things took a lot longer. When we collaborate, we bring out the best in one another and we're able to problem solve. I heard someone talking about dating a new relationship and how at first things were kind of rocky, but that the biggest thing they learned to bolster their relationship was how to problem solve together. Problem solving is our ability to identify, analyze, propose solutions, and even make decisions. It helps us to address issues, monitor success, and learn from the experience. For example, we use this skill to make hiring decisions, select courses of action, and troubleshoot technical failures. Every single day you use information to make decisions and solve problems. This can include thinking about different ways to complete a task and choosing the best solution or deciding what to do first when several activities are competing for your attention. That never happens, right? The ability to think, make decisions and solve problems effectively improves the way you carry out activities, meet goals and deadlines, or even in other daily life situations. Strong problem-solving skills will help you gather the right information, identify and solve problems, and in the end, make better decisions. And as you learn from these experiences, you will strengthen your problem-solving skills and more quickly and effectively adapt to change. One of the reasons that problem-solving is a crucial skill in a workplace is because it houses many other skills. Consider adaptability, reasoning, creativity and innovation, resilience, and continuous learning or improvement. It means that we are teachable and open-minded. Understanding this can help us to see how crucial problem solving is in a workplace and pretty tricky to collaborate without communication skills. 
Now, more and more workplaces are demanding the ability to connect with people. And really, is that not what communication is? You can quickly see how topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion require some pretty slick communication skills, as does problem solving and strong customer service skills, to name a couple more. I'm guaranteeing that we've all had miscommunication at some point in our lives, but what did we do about it? I apply the so what, now what principle. Um, so what? I've had miscommunication. Now what am I going to do about it? Were you able to overcome the awkward conversations? Were you able to truly connect with your boss, teammates, customers, and the people you serve, as well as the people that serve you? Now, I call these micro relationships. We have micro relationships with people every single day from the nod to the other driver when cruising through a small town, to the conversation with the grocery clerk, to the stranger you just gave a compliment to. Communication is truly connection with humans. So consider when you're faced with a difficult conversation, how can I best connect with this person? That requires, circling back, stay with me, adaptability. It requires problem solving, and quite possibly creativity and innovation. We have cruised through many of the skills for success and haven't yet touched on reading and writing today. These are also ways that we communicate. There is both art and skill involved. What about numeracy? <laughs> My invitation to you today is to take a look at the list of skills for success and find one or two you know you could get better on. We are in the age of so much information. Find reputable places to learn more. Get curious, ask for help, be willing to admit and embrace mistakes, and most of all, be humble. British novelist Dora Lessing said, that is what learning is. You suddenly understand something you have understood your whole life, but in a new way. The skills for success are all things you have seen in your life. My hope is that as you explore these essential skills for success, you will understand them in a new way and continue to lean in to learn. Thank you for joining me this season on Lean In to Learn. I'm your host, Carrie Neely Holmes. 